Welcome to The Unplanned Show, where we explore reliability in the face of today's relentless pace of change, high customer expectations, and the need to do it all with less. In this episode, we'll learn more about Backstage, an open source platform for building internal developer portals. We'll also hear about the PagerDuty plugin for Backstage. This interview was recorded just before BackstageCon and KubeCon in November 2023, but the next BackstageCon is coming up next month in Paris as a day zero event before KubeCon Europe. Be sure to check the show notes for links to the Marketplace announcement and the new home of the PagerDuty plugin for Backstage on GitHub. I'm your host, Dormain Drewitz, and these episodes are broadcasted live on most Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific time on PagerDuty's LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitch channels. Please leave a review and feel free to send any feedback to community-team at pagerduty.com. All right, welcome back for another episode of The Unplanned Show. Excited to be back this week with Meg Watson, Head of Product for Backstage at Spotify. Hello, everybody. Good to see you. Thank you. And also, PagerDuty developer advocate, Tiago Barbosa. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Before we dive into our topic today, just covering a little bit of upcoming episodes. Next week, I'll have Matt Stein, a author of Migrating to Cloud Native Architectures, uh, an O'Reilly book, on to talk a little bit more about resiliency, particularly resilient architectures. And then uh, the following week, we'll have Ashley Ward from Orca Security. So another topic that is near and dear to the unplanned show is security there always seems to be unplanned things in the security world. But today we're going to be talking about the PagerDuty plugin for Backstage. And that's like almost a, like a full sentence on its own. And so I thought we'd break down some of the, the pieces and parts with my esteemed guests who can walk us through what do these things mean and represent. So let's start with you, Megan, talking a little bit about Backstage and what is the problem it's really intended to solve as opposed to describing what is it? The why is usually the most interesting to, to me. So how would you describe that? Yeah, definitely. So Backstage is at its core, a software development platform. The reason that organizations turn to Backstage is really to improve visibility and collaboration, to solve for complexity, establish best practices and really drive those inside their org, and then to standardize ownership. Really, Backstage kind of provides this single consistent UI to all of your infrastructure to make it a lot easier for folks to just see across that infrastructure and basically just kind of enjoy a front end uh, that collapses everything into a single view across your tooling, your services, apps, data, et cetera. So I'd say it's generally in place to help organizations just make a lot of clarity out of what was previously perhaps chaotic or hard to follow. That, that would be my high level view. Okay. And then the follow-up question is, if that's a why, then tell me a little bit about the who. Who are the types of people in an organization who are picking up backstage and putting it in place, owning it within their organization? Yeah. So typically what we see, and I should start by saying that many, many organizations across a number of different industries, scales, et cetera, really benefit from Backstage. So first we see a really wide distribution of it and it is growing very quickly to over 2,300 adopters today 
um, which is up 4x from earlier this year. So huge amount of growth in the last 12 months in particular. And when we look at what's going on inside these organizations and who's really the driving force, we typically see this archetype or persona that we refer to as the champion. Um, this person may be tasked with driving developer experience or improving platform engineering, um, but generally they are kind of the point person inside an organization who is charged with uh, putting forward best practices, establishing those inside an org, um, and really helping a company solve for its infrastructure challenges. This admin or champion role can kind of go across a number of different like role types. This might be mm -hmm. someone who's an engineering director or someone who's in IT perhaps, or even security or ops, you name it. Um, but ultimately what we see consistently is that they are fierce advocates for backstage typically, and that their general focus is that they really want to make not only the infrastructure improved in terms of its reliability or kind of performance, but also they want to make development teams happier and have an easier time moving from A to B. So it's this nice kind of interplay between the work gets better. Of course, we want to see that, but we also want to make sure people enjoy their jobs and are not um, having to struggle where they otherwise don't need to. One maybe adjacent question is, Backstage Con is coming up in a couple of weeks. It's a day zero event at the KubeCon North America, which is going to be in Chicago the week of November 6th. And so one of the things that comes to mind with that is as a day zero event for something like KubeCon is what's the relationship between using Kubernetes and using Backstage? Is it required or, or not? So I guess I should kind of take a step back here in terms of our relationship, maybe with CNCF broadly, if that would be helpful too. So we donated backstage, we Spotify have donated backstage as of a couple of years ago to CNCF. And we have a great relationship with those folks. And so part of that is we get the luxury of having a conference with them um, every year. So we've got a backstage con that is the beginning of KubeCon. We have obviously a lot of interplay across a number of different tools. So one of the benefits of backstage is that we don't force you into any particular tool set. That's one of the reasons that we see it work so well with organizations is as your needs evolve, you don't necessarily need to throw everything away with the kitchen sink. Instead, you can easily swap out tools and capabilities from underneath your backstage layer and they still work seamlessly, which is really, really nice. But yeah, we will be at BackstageCon. We've got a Spotify keynote um, that I'll be giving. So I'm excited to meet a bunch of folks there. Um, and yeah, we will also have a booth. I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to say that whenever I get a chance. So do visit our booth. <laughs> yes, it is, uh, I believe, required uh, to mention booth presence yes. at all times. <laughs> PagerDuty will also be having a booth and your Tiago will be heading out there for both BackstageCon and KubeCon. Yeah. So plugs officially done, check mark, moving on. But I just wanted to ask that because there's also relates to this next question, which is trying to understand what are some of these other concerns, like these fierce champions that you describe who bring backstage in, passionate about driving the developer experience, wanting to see best practices take hold using a platform like backstage. How do they also think about what happens when things are in production and that those day two concerns, this is leading up to where does the PagerDuty plugin come in? Because that's really where someone who's thinking about how do you support resiliency practices would make sense. But I first want to just understand what's the thinking, what do you see in terms of the folks who are championing backstage? What are their sort of day two concerns and resiliency concerns? 
Yeah, I definitely think resiliency, security comes up a lot. Availability is another big one. I think what we consistently see across the board is ultimately, and this is what we hear from our champions all the time, they want everything across their entire stack in one place. So it is no longer working to be able to go into, you know, 10 plus different places to try to figure out how is this service performing and what are the analytics on it. And then, okay, I'd like to page someone as a result. That's the pager duty um, entrance to this that we can talk about. But basically what we hear loud and clear, it's got to all be in one place so that we can navigate everything consistently across the board. And so what we do see and hear quite a bit from the champions that we work closely with, resiliency is a huge concern. Security is another really, really big one we just hear so much about. So how do we make sure that they are able to see everything easily? And then if and when anything is off track, how do we enable them to action seamlessly to help their teams get back on track? Okay. All right. So this starts to make a lot more sense in terms of, okay, now I can see where some connection between Backstage as a development platform, as you described, and PagerDuty and operations platform have some connective tissue. And so the, the, the form of that connective tissue is something called a plugin. And so Tiago, I know you've been working closely on this. So I wanted to throw this question at you is to just describe what is a, a backstage plugin and the PagerDuty black backstage mm-hmm. plugin. What does that look like? Yeah. So basically the, the, the backstage plugin is at this point in time was created by the folks at backstage and we are basically taking ownership of that and really soon in the the idea is that you can bring the capability, some of the capabilities of, of PagerDuty directly into, into Backstage. So we focus on like individual services. We want to basically give visibility on that, on, on those specific services. And we enable developers and whoever uses Backstage basically to be able to create incidents directly from, from Backstage to look into the list of active incidents. You'll be able to see the recent changes as well. You can see who's on call. And this is just the, the some of the capabilities that we have currently in the plugin, we, but we want to take this further, of course. So we want to bring some additional analytics components. We want to bring automation as well. So basically some of the tasks that developers and stakeholders might want to, to do. And instead of going to the to the pager duty console like every single time they can do it directly from backstage okay and this is i mean i think maybe fair to just step back for people who aren't as familiar with PagerDuty has a web interface but also a mobile interface and an api interface and um even deep integrations into things like slack and microsoft teams mm-hmm. where to what you're describing where people want to sit and do their work is pretty flexible And coming back to Meg, your comment about one of the big challenges that Backstage in the first place set out to solve is how do we bring everything across your stack into one place? So I can see now how like, okay, this is by having this plugin, which hits the, our PagerDuty's APIs on the other end, helps fulfill that need for having everything in one place. So then the next question, and this might be sort of touching on some of the things you mentioned, Tiago, that are a little bit forward looking, but one of the things that when I originally came across backstage, it seemed also like there's this opportunity to put people on more golden paths, maybe not strictly, but like as a way to help the best practices uh, that you mentioned, Meg, like how to wire those in 
for a developer from the get-go. Is that something that, Tiago, you have on your radar in terms of, hey, there's all these PagerDuty best practices as well. Is there an opportunity to make, I mean, I'm setting that up as like a yes, no question, and it's not fair. Let's make this more interesting. What are some of the opportunities to wire in best practices from a PagerDuty perspective for developers who are building their services out of backstage. Yeah, I think I think from 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 our side there's definitely so we are definitely looking into uh, exploring the templates uh, because this is one of the things that I think might help developers start by creating every time they are creating a new project you can basically have your projects, basically your files and folders get created automatically. You can have like your Terraform scripts or well whatever you 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 want as best practices and by default. So why can't we have the same for PagerDuty, right? So you can actually deploy your service, your configurations for that service, and these can come from a central location that basically contains all the best practices. It's definitely something that we that we are looking to to explore. But as I said, we we it's it's we are just taking ownership of of, of the plugin really soon, and so we also want the community to provide the feedback on what they're looking for so we can prioritize. But it's definitely something we want to explore. Yeah. Okay, that, that brings up a, a good question. How should people think about engaging if they're using Backstage and they're learning about, oh, hey, there's a PagerDuty plugin. That's great news. This looks interesting. There's something more I'd like to see. What's the best way for them to engage? How do we make that improvement? Whether it's, I, I know exactly what I would want or... I just know this could be better and I'm having a challenge with it. Yes, once we move the project over to, to PagerDuty, then PagerDuty GitHub will be the place to do so. At the meantime, what, what I'm personally doing is looking into the, the issues that are opened on backstage GitHub account and basically that targets PagerDuty and basically I'm collecting that data so we can prioritize that and add that to 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 our repo once we once we move over. But yeah, I would say GitHub is the place to go, at least <laughs> from, from our side. I don't know, Meg, if, if you have a different idea. Yeah, I mean, we definitely hear a ton of feedback consistently from the community just about Backstage broadly as a product. So through many of our community channels, you know, we've got Discord that is super alive and well. Um, our community sessions are held monthly. So there's a bunch of feedback channels. I would say GitHub is, is a great one to go ahead and raise a feature request there, but you're also welcome to engage with us in Discord. Um, and then we will likely be standing up additional feedback mechanisms over time as well. Okay. And so let's let's talk a little bit about why now and like what's going on. Meg, you mentioned some really tremendous growth in the uptake of Backstage. You know, again, this has been on my radar for a couple of years, going back to my days at uh, VMware Tanzu, um, which is another big member of the, the Backstage ecosystem. And so it's really exciting to see this traction hitting and, and the growth. But what should folks be thinking about right now? Why is it an interesting time to be looking at Backstage and in particular this plugin architecture? Is that, I don't know, that's the right way to describe it with its own ecosystem like PagerDuty? Yeah, yeah. So I think a couple of the things I'm particularly excited about that Spotify is investing in in this space. The first is around a point you hit on earlier, which is that people are looking for golden paths. So we know that Backstage's power 
means that it has so much flexibility, so much customization, but some kind, sometimes that can come at the cost of simplicity. So what we are really trying to do is to figure out what is that golden path that we would recommend. And we shared recently at our roadmap webinar just a couple of weeks ago that we will be launching a product called Quick Start into a closed beta earlier, and I'm sorry, later this year. And then in early uh, 2024, we'll go ahead and take that into a, a more available setting. But basically what that will do is make it a lot easier to get up and running with Backstage. We've historically heard that it can be kind of manual. It also takes a fair amount of effort to get up and running with the tool. And the last thing we want to do is make you trade off between dealing with a developer portal versus investing in your own product. So what we're trying to do is simplify that onboarding process through a low code solution like Quick Start, which takes your manual steps from 70 plus today down to as few as three. So there's a huge amount of work going in to make that possible. And then we're also introducing declarative integration. So this is an area that Spotify is leading a open source effort with the community to make it far simpler to install plugins without writing any code. So what you're kind of hearing loud and clear throughout this is that we are investing in a lot of low code solutions where historically it's been very developer heavy upfront, which has meant that you've had to kind of make a trade off between investing in your roadmap versus investing in the long term and what we think we can do is just make it a lot easier to get both out of this. And so Spotify has been very invested there over the last couple of months and quarters. And I think the other thing that is exciting about where we've been so far and where PagerDuty really starts to come into play here, we are thinking about addressing another piece of adopter feedback that we've heard loud and clear, which is that it can be difficult to navigate the 150 plus plugins that are in our ecosystem and to figure out, hey, which ones of these are secure? What can I use comfortably and confidently? And how do I make sure it's well-maintained? So we recently announced as well in this roadmap webinar a couple of weeks ago um, that we will be launching a marketplace for Backstage um, next month. So Spotify is going to share a lot more on this soon. Um, but our hope is that by providing this layer of essentially uh, Spotify trusted partnerships that we can go ahead and make it a lot easier for folks to find what they need in particular as their needs evolve with their journey on backstage. So a lot of things that I'm personally very excited about and also just thrilled to be able to share with folks soon. Okay. I mean, and it makes sense as, as more organizations have been adopting backstage and with its, with its objective to provide that consistent UI for infrastructure and and simplify that developer experience. It would make sense that it's got to be able to touch, connect into, talk to, whatever you want to call it, into a lot of different types of infrastructure and services. So whether it's PagerDuty or, or anything else, the power really comes from being pretty open to whatever you have in your, your environment. And that's very similar to PagerDuty is similarly very agnostic to what you have and, and there to port whatever your environment looks like. Tiago, you mentioned also in the timeliness of what's, what's kind of new and going on now, you mentioned the, the plugin is going to be shifting in terms of the primary maintainer ship, stewardship from Backstage and Spotify to PagerDuty. And so that's, I think that's really great news for, for folks in the community. Yeah. What else do you want to share with folks in terms of what you're going to be looking at, what you're excited about? You have some experience in, in your background as well with using Backstage. So what are you looking forward to? Yeah. So 
currently, so we have all the power of our APIs exposed to us, right? So basically because the backstage plugin, so first of all, what I'm trying to do is basically one of the things that we have in, in mind for, for the plugin is to bring some of the analytics components into, into the plugin. So this is because currently we can see a list of inc active incidents. We can see the recent changes. So it's very helpful for anyone trying to solve an inch or identify an issue or a potential cause of an, an incident, but we need more information from like a reliability point of view. And I think there are certain tasks that developers might want to do from backstage that can leverage automation. So these are, I would say, two of the things that we are looking at and of course, kind of trying to revamp or improve a little bit the, the UI as well, because if, if, if we look into some of the other plugins that have been maintained by some of the, the partners of backstage already, we can see that like the, the, the quality is very different because of course they had many, many hours invested in that and it was not managed as something that backstage team in the community would invest their own time on. So there's like a lot of different perspectives that, that we are trying to tackle, but what we will do is definitely make them make these, these topics available for the community. And I hopefully will have the community supporting and helping us prioritize what makes uh, more sense to them. Yeah. And I think there's just the last year or so with things like service standards and a lot of the best practices for PagerDuty usage in terms of how to do a quick audit of your services to make sure they've got certain things defined, how things are named, escalation policies, yeah. what types of urgency response you want to have. There's just a lot of really great like nuanced potential to wire in from where developers are getting started. And so that's personally exciting, very exciting for me as well. So, okay, Meg, you've also got the Backstage Con coming up soon. What else is big on your horizon in terms of there's the, you mentioned the marketplace and quick start. What else are you hoping to see and hear and learn from members of the community and, and folks, particularly when you get to be on site with people at, at Backstage Con? Yeah, there's a couple of things I would add to that list uh, that I haven't mentioned already. The first of which is we launched our commercial plugins last year in December of 2022. We have seen so much success with those already in the first 10 months and a ton of positive feedback. And I'm looking forward to just kind of hearing direct from people even more of that feedback and signal around what's working, where we can improve, how we can continue to just make it easier. And then I think the other thing that I know is going to be a big one is as we think about the future of declarative integration, you know, that requires a bunch of community buy-in. We need to make sure that everybody's able to build with this successfully, able to adapt and really start to pull toward that direction as a broader community. This is not something Spotify can just decide and run with, rather we need a lot of investment. Um, and partnerships. So we've spent a ton of time up front writing out RFCs, making sure this direction was one most felt comfortable with. And so I'm excited about that. And I think the next big phase of this is to really figure out how do we roll that forward as a unit, as a broader community. So I am really looking forward to hearing from people on that topic in particular, how we as Spotify can make that as seamless as possible. And then I'm also just really curious what additional plugins people have cooked up that I might not know about yet. I think there are more than 150 out there and I can't wait to hear about what those are, what ideas people have. I just really think this is going to spark 
a new layer of innovation for people now that we have this marketplace that we can kind of point to as our single place. So, or one of the places rather. So I'm really, really excited about that and just looking forward to what ideas this starts to kick up for people. Yeah. And I want to also give just a moment to step back and hear from all the organizations and customers who've already started to adopt Backstage, just to put things in perspective, what what are the types of outcomes that they're seeing already that you're you're building on and, and that more organizations can look towards? Yeah. So I'll share some of the Spotify data in particular, just because that's the one we, of course, have the most visibility into. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the biggest thing that we see is productivity rapidly changes when you start to not only invest in Backstage, but really use it to its robust advantage. So we see that our users who are most active in Backstage are 2.3 times more active in GitHub. But maybe even more important than that, the code that they are writing stays around three times as long. So what we see is it's not only productivity, it's actually just better code that's living longer, that is more collaboratively built. Um, And we also see that people are retained or stick with Spotify longer um, on the talent side. So not only is it better for the products that we're releasing to our end customers, but it's also making our teams happier and um, just a little bit more kind of effective and efficient. So across the board, that's what we see here at Spotify. We also have a bunch of case studies that we spent some energy um, partnering with uh, various folks around the community in the last couple of months um, that will suggest cost savings to huge amounts that are available online that people can kind of go check out. But generally what we see is productivity, happiness, efficiency, all go up with usage of Backstage. Okay, so really leaning into that innovation velocity. So to the extent that whatever you're doing, that's either creating capacity or accelerating delivery of new features all have opportunity cost associated with them. So yeah, thank you. That, that I think puts things in perspective. Tiago, what else like do you want to share in terms of the plugin or what you're looking forward to at Backstage Con, just getting to meet with the broader community. Yeah, so there, there's not a lot to share around the, the, the plugin at this point in time. I, I would say that, well, keep up, keep looking into our posts. So once this transition is, is, is completed, we will let you know. We will let you know the location or where to look for, for the, the new version of the plugin and how to upgrade from the, for, for existing users. So we will keep you up to date on that one. There's going to be blog posts. There's going to be a, a live stream as well. So we will share once, once, it's, once it's available. Regarding BackstageCon, I'm really excited to meet some of the folks that have potentially uh, contributed to our plugin and to meet other people that are already uh, building plugins uh, for Backstage. I want to learn from them and just want to make sure that we take the, the right steps when building the, our plugin. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a really great gathering of a lot of active participants in the Backstage community. I want to thank both Meg and Tiago for joining us today. Really great discussion. I've got a bunch of notes and I really look forward to seeing a lot of the announcements coming out in the next couple of weeks. And be sure to check out that roadmap webinar that Meg mentioned a couple of times. Sounds like there were some really important kind of upcoming pieces for for the community. Just a quick reminder, next week we'll be back with Matt Stein on Resilient Architectures. And then after that, we'll have Ashley Ward from Orca Security. So thank you again and have a wonderful, uneventful day. (laughs) Take care. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye.